0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now, here's our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Morning. It's a great day, and I'm so happy that you have joined us today. Or, wherever you are, whenever you're joining us, that you picked it, that you've chosen to come to Second Wind. You know, Second Wind, with Joyce, and that would be me, is all about focusing on transition. My guests have all all transitioned through change and prospered with the change. Now, looking at that, that's pretty awesome, right? When we go through transition, we're usually moving upward in our lives. And sometimes that's hard to see when we're in the muck of transition. So it was really important to me to create a, a program where you could come and listen to other people, how they made the change, what their change was about, and how they really came through to live a happier life. So my guest today, you will recognize from other shows, her name is Patricia Gross, and but I call her Pat. And she is an attorney and the CEO of Leadership Matters, a company that helps schools find ways to improve student achievement. She also coaches individuals who want more enjoyment and success in their life. Now, Pat and I met when we both were in Jack Canfield's training, the uh, creator of Chicken Soup book series. And I believe that workshop was in 2010. Is that right, Pat? Yes, it was. Oh, good. In the continued process of of staying on track with our missions and and the changes that we go through and the necessity of being focused, Jack really suggests that we pick, choose someone that we would like to be an accountability partner Somebody that we can talk to daily, Monday through Friday, and sort of list our focus for the day. This helps you stay on track. So, Pat and I are accountability partners. And every day, Monday through Friday, we talk about the focus for the day. Now, Pat... I can't even count up how many days that must mean we have talked. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And what does happen out of that in many cases is that when you've been with somebody as long as we have been talking to each other for since 2010, uh, a friendship develops, uh, a lot of confidence develops, a uh, understanding of of where you're coming from. It's just a great resource. So, thank you Pat for saying yes, you'd be my accountability partner in 2010.
2: Well, you're welcome and I think that one of the keys in working with an accountability partner is having complete lack of judgment, (laughs) negative judgment about anything that the person is telling you. Mm -hmm. And so, because of that, We've seen each other going up, having a few falls down and going back up and really been able to help keep each other on track. And it's a wonderful tool. Right. Well, you bring
1: up a very important part. Is sometimes we see each other with with tunnel vision, or I see myself with tunnel vision. And the good thing that when I... Pat can do for me as that accountability partner is show me the alternatives, widen my view so it's not so narrow. And and I can see from all sides what what the transition is. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. Maybe it's better than I think. So it's really valuable to all. And I hope I do the same for her.
2: Well, you so. do do the same, and that's why it's been such a great partnership for uh six years now.
1: Right. How would somebody find an accountability partner if they have not come from a group like we did?
2: I think think an accountability partner can be anybody you're comfortable with, um, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a friend, whether it's somebody at work. Um, I I don't know. you, You tend to see, I mean, we were in a group of 60 people and we, Kind of just figured each other out, so right. it's it's yeah. you know go with your instinct.
1: Right, I think it is. Um, it is a good idea not to have your partner, husband, or or a significant other as your uh, accountability partner. Yes, but I would say kinda. that's a
2: very good idea, unless <laughs> yeah. you want to be fighting all the time. <laughs> but it's a little uh, hard to take. Uh, feedback, also yes. sometimes thought of as criticism from your yes. significant other.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but it, it helped us that we were focused on the same thing. We were not, we are both coaches, but in different areas. So a lot of the information that we have, we can share with each other. So th- I think that is a helpful ingredient in choosing a, a um accountability partner
2: I think that is true but people should also realize you don't need some very highly specialized skill to do it it's just speaking to each other every day and saying what are you going to work on today and then checking in the next day how did that go and what stopped you if you didn't accomplish it and if you did accomplish it how great does that feel that's all
1: right Yeah. So when we started out this year, every year we have the uh, focus on, um, first off how we are in alignment with our core values and, um, so we had, we sort of checked in on the core values. In December of 2015, I went through the core value process. Now, the core values are those values that we believe in, that we grew up with. Well, that's where we got them in our primary families. And they may have been modified a bit by teachers, by, um, um, friends, by colleagues along the route, but primarily they were created in our um, families. And so how important they are to us is they are very important to us. So it's very important that you know what your core beliefs are, what you feel about family, what you feel about um different values in your life, such as honesty, um, how you feel. We have core values. We have values about everything, money, marriage, sex, uh, uh, work, all sorts of things, travel, all relative to where we grew up in many cases. So as your guiding rudder, because they do run your show, it's important that you get very familiar with them. So that's why Pat and I did this exercise in December of 2015. So if you'd like to go back to that show, look in that time in in the log, and you can find it to help you Kind of go through it again, also, I'll be coming out with my book, and you can go to my website on and find a way to order that, which will help you go through the process again with your new accountability partner or, or uh, just on your own so pat how how were you as far as your core values? did you see that they shifted any or are they primarily in the same area?
2: well. My core values, uh, one big one for me is to be nurturing, but use my nurturing ability to help others move forward in their lives. And, um, you know, one little shift there has been also to recognize then I need to nurture and take care of myself in order to do all of those things. And right. um, while the need has been there, I don't think I've always recognized it as being important.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we as women tend to not see that as much because so much of our lives are filled with serving other people Um particularly when we're wearing the mother hat, you know, So, uh, and then uh, the wife hat. Uh, and then when they leave, that's when we go, oh, my, look at all this time I've gotten back into my life. So, anyway, uh, when the children leave, not the husband. That's the <laughs> husband stays.
2: Well, you know, it can be either. It, can be either. it certainly and, can. And when it happens, you do feel a little unsteady and unsure because you don't even know how to spend that time you're so used to spending it on others and uh-huh. that's part of the big transition and redefining yourself
1: yeah right well when in the exercise that Pat and I did we we identified the values that appealed to her we took it down we listed 10 then we then we took it down to five and those were the five top values that run her life. So those are the ones that will change as our life lives change the focus of our lives. So it's important that you revisit these every year. So you know where you stand. Now we are going to take a brief, uh, intermittent break here. And when we come back, Pat and I will be focusing on what to do after the core values. So come back.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: Have you heard? Words
4: you never heard. Everyone knows you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, but who wants to catch a fly? Flies are quick and repulsive. Flies have two wings, while all other insects have four. And they beat their wings two hundred times per second. That's faster than a hummingbird. Flies jump up and backwards when taking off, with an average speed of five miles per hour. What's the word for that annoying buzzing sound flies make? Pestologists tell us that flies' favorite color is red. Flies have canisophobia. That's the fear of movement. So simply hang a plastic bag filled with water to keep the flies away. My only question would be, would a fly without wings be called a what? I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Life. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now, here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Today, we are talking with Pat Gross. who is my accountability partner and also a coach in her own right, and we studied with Jack Canfield, one of the things that we learned was the importance of an accountability partner, somebody you talk to every day, and you sort of focus your activities for that day. Now, Pat, we talked about going through and identifying your core values, and we did that in December of 2015. So, would you mind sharing the five uh, core values that you identified as your top
2: five? Sure. So, they were, are, gratitude, Mm -hmm. uh, love, sort of love nurturing, Mm -hmm. knowledge, Mm -hmm. courage, Mm -hmm. and money. Aha. And...
1: We're going to use those values, and if they stayed the same, do you feel those are still your top five? Yes, it's only been a few months. months. Yes, yeah. yes. So, and normally you can you don't need to reevaluate unless there's a major crisis in your life, or a death of a spouse, or something else major that you need to change um maybe you move or the children move out or something like that uh so patice is probably living right on line with what she did in december now how did you how did you use use those in your life have you had situations where they came up in your life and you used them for like decision making
2: well definitely They come into play whenever I make a decision. You know, for instance, money. Mm -hmm. The the desire for money we sometimes see as a negative. We think people who want money are, are, you know, bad people or it's not a good thing to say you want. But the fact is, when I look at it, I see money as a means to making my life easier, freeing up my time so that I can be more focused on doing the kind of service work that I want to do, doing the coaching and, you know, putting my energy out. Mm
5: -hmm. And
2: so, um, you know, I'm making more of an effort this year to look at opportunities to earn money so that I can fulfill all of the things that I want.
1: Right. So, um, so in using that that knowledge of how important money is to you that's helped you focus on your your direction this year and making decisions.
2: Right. So when um career opportunities come up, mm-hmm. I can think, okay, what will this lead to? You know, in all of the areas Will this be something that will allow me to express my gratitude? Will this allow me to obtain more knowledge or learning or share the knowledge that I have?
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Is there any courage involved? Like doing a speaking engagement, sometimes I need to have courage (laughs) to get up and do it. Yeah, But that pushes me. That's part of what I I want is to express that part of myself. Um, And, you know, or... Will I make money? What can mm-hmm. I do with that money? How will it help me um, personally? Uh, will I make any charitable contribution? You know, it's, it's all of those things come into play when I'm looking at job opportunities.
1: Right. Um, one of the things that I'd like to talk about is sometimes um, not following our core values or... Um, can lead to frustration and stress. Um, I have a wonderful example, at least I thought it was wonderful, um, at my daughter's wedding. And I know I've shared this with you, Pat. But at my daughter's wedding, she had wanted a wedding on a destination beach. And so when we got to the location, the wedding at rehearsal was a private little beach. But when we Got to the ceremony the next day. There were bathers in in um, lawn chairs, and and they were drinking beer and having a great time. And they were just a short distance from us. So all of a sudden, our private beach turned into a very public beach. And so anyway, I was so frustrated over that whole process, because in my mind, the the hotel had been deceptive and had not really provided what my daughter thought she had arranged for. So anyway, I was very frustrated over there, and that was violating one of my primary core values, which is honesty. I felt she had been misled, had been lied to, and so... I got really upset, very stressed, uh, more as a mother hen trying to protect her chicken and also realizing that my uh, core value of honesty was definitely part of the issue. But as I saw my daughter walking down the uh, boardwalk toward the uh, beach area that was where the ceremony was going to be, I had to make a quick decision. I needed to release my car value that was really getting in the way of enjoying a very special, memorable event in my daughter's life and also in my life. So I, that's my example of how sometimes there are several things wrapped up in that. Sometimes when you're out of alignment with your core values, whether it's your fault or not, it can create such stress in your body. And once you realize what that stress is about, why you were so stressed, then you have a decision to make. And you can make the decision. The stress is almost... uh You know, it comes without you really having any control over it. But you do have control over the decision to let the stress go, to enjoy the moment, and to realize it's about her and not your issue. So uh, that was such an eye-opening experience for me, Pat.
2: But I gather that one of the things for you was that not just that you released one core value but another one whether it is love or family mm-hmm. that's important to you mm-hmm. became you know the key value in that moment because you you had to balance it right and and so that i guess that's part of the stress is the conflict between <laughs> our own values yeah, which yes. one which one is key in a given situation.
1: Yes. Yeah, and once you do realize that and realize that you have the control and the choice to make that decision, it's so freeing. I mean, I felt, wow, this is for something that went from stress, total stress to absolutely okay, let it go, let it go. It was just within five to ten minutes. And it was a totally different experience for me.
2: But that must be a practice that you've worked on um, over time, because we most of us can't do that right away. You know, it's hard to give up when we're right and we know we're right. <laughs> but but you—that's what's so interesting about how our minds work and how we work—is that you can get to the point in life where you change that habit, that need Mm -hmm. to be right, that need to prove to everyone that you're right, and just look at the situation, think about your core values, what's more important, like in that situation, it was really your love for your daughter and her her moment, and your moment with her, and actually kind of breathe and let it Mm -hmm. be.
1: Well, I don't want you to misunderstand that I was ugly there for, for about 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes. I was really ugly. I was going yeah, around to I everybody. I think we've
2: all been there, but you, 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 it was 15 or 20 minutes, not two yeah. days. And it easily could have been. You could have kept that annoyance and anger and stress through the ceremony, through the reception, through the next day, through your time going home, and through your story with everyone. And that's the shift that's made your life more joyful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. See, that's why I like her as an accountability partner. Isn't she great? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. You might pick up also that – Pat lives in New York, and I live in the South. So we have a wonderful long-distance um, exchange of um, of um, expressions, don't we, Pat?
2: Yes, we do.
1: <laughs> so anyway, but it's always fun to visit. So... Now we want to now that we've identified the core values a little bit we've spent a little time on them then the next step is to take those core values remember them but we're going to use them as we move into creating the vision for the year which is created by our goals that we set and the goals that we set are the stepping stones that's going to get us to our vision. So what do I want in 2016? What is really important to me? What do I feel I can achieve this year? What do I want to create this year? So there are steps that you go through to create the goal that you want to have. And, Pat has also been working on those goals, and when we come back after this next break, she will share those goals with us, and we'll talk a little bit about how to form your goals, and then she'll share with us. So as we uh, move into our next segment, think about what you would like to create for you this coming year. Is it A smaller body, a bigger trip, a new house, um, pay off debts. um, What would be your vision? Think about that.
4: Never heard. Everyone knows you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. But who wants to catch a fly? Flies are quick and repulsive. Flies have two wings, while all other insects have four. And they beat their wings 200 times per second. That's faster than a hummingbird. Flies jump up and backwards when taking off with an average speed of 5 miles per hour. What's the word for that annoying, buzzing sound flies make? And see. Pestologists tell us that flies' favorite color is red. Flies have canisophobia. That's the fear of movement. So simply hang a plastic bag filled with water to keep the flies away. My only question would be would a fly without wings be called a what? I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for
1: Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Word. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: We are talking with Pat, and we've gone through her goals, Pat grows, and we've gone through her goals, her uh, values, and from identifying your top five values, you can then move in to what do I want to create in 2016 and how much better can that be? So one of the little simple guidelines that you can use is the simple word of smart.
2: So, Pat, tell us what
1: smart means.
2: Well, I learned this from you, Joyce, <laughs> so I can tell it now. Okay. So when you are creating your goals, you want them to be smart, which is specific, Mm -hmm. measurable, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can actually tell whether or not you are moving towards your goal, attainable, something you feel in your heart you can achieve, Mm -hmm. relevant to your core beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's really a key because when they're not connected to your core beliefs, they tend to not happen. And then, um, you know, timely can fit into a time frame. Right. So can you give us an
1: example of one of your
2: goals? Just well, show us. you know, when I did my goals, you look in the different areas of your life so that mm-hmm. there are goals for each part of your life, not just you know, career or not just relationships, not just financial, but all of them. So Mm -hmm. it just, you know, some examples of what I did. Um, One was to go to the gym twice a week. And, you know, you can see that's really measurable. It's either you're doing it twice a week or you're not. Right. And that is one that I've been on target with. Uh, Another one is to, uh, I won't say lose, because things you lose, you tend to find again. So release, (laughs) release Release. 20 pounds this year. Um, And again, that's measurable, that's, you know, it fits into my core values for myself for health, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that love and nurturing, taking care of myself. And, um, I've been working on that by being more vegetarian, and that's been helpful yes, um, and then one of my other goals was to have a clean and orderly home, so oh, that's a big one, Pat yes, and maybe that's <laughs> part of my problem. <laughs> I think that's you know the word attainable in smart. Uh-huh. S M A attainable. Well, mm-hmm. I live. I don't live in a big place. I live in an apartment in New York City. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's something that I started out gung ho in January. Yeah, and you know, cleaned a closet and started cleaning bookshelves and doing all of those things, and then it slowly petered out. Yeah, right. Um, to the point where yesterday I was looking for a pad that I had written on and I have not been able to find it any place in this apartment and it really came in my face. What happened to that clean and orderly home? (laughs) I have looked every place and you know, you are, you were talking about stress, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stress, the guilt, being mad at myself. I don't want to do this anymore. And it really made me think about why I'm still in that situation. Right. And the amazing thing is I can hear your voice in my head. Oh, you're kidding. Well, because what do you talk about, the core values? And I realize, you know, clean and orderly home is something I want and it's nice. Mm -hmm. But the time that I have to spend to do that takes me away from other things that are really more important to me. So one of the things I want to work on and I've been working on is writing a program for my education company called the Purposeful Classroom. Mm. And that is just so exciting to me, makes my heart beat. I, I, when I think about, you know, giving it to teachers and working with them on it, I find it just invigorating and enjoyable I don't feel any of that about cleaning my house. So, So.
1: what can we do about that? The that part there's a part in you that I don't know if it's it's not a part of you. It's more of you probably hear mothers standing over you saying (laughs) "keep a clean house." Could be your partner saying your grandmother. (laughs) Yes, it's somebody back there that did some early programming that said. A godly woman always keeps a neat house.
2: (laughs) Well, I think what I've come to think about in the last day, Mm -hmm. um, looking back at at that word smart, Uh so to to make it happen for me, to make it attainable, Mm -hmm. uh, and to fit into the time period that I have, I really think that I need to pull back so that I give myself some leeway and not feel this pressure of getting Mm -hmm. it done and just look at one area. Take one place. I happen to have a storage area in my apartment Mm -hmm. and just you know, spend the next three months working on that. If it takes three months, if I'm done sooner fine. But you know, give myself leeway, do one shelf, spend one hour yeah. and a half an hour every other day. I'm going to have to figure that out and then mm-hmm. tell my accountability partner mm-hmm. to oh, me on task. Let me support you.
1: Let me support you.
2: <laughs> but I well, want to since... do it in a way that, you know, works and doesn't overwhelm me and doesn't take so much time.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, overcommitting sometimes is so common when we get excited about the in the beginning of the year, oh, we're going to do this. So you're smart to think about cutting it back to what I call baby steps. So it's not a primary focus, but happens in smaller chunks, right?
2: Yes, because, you know, one thing that's nice about living in New York City is there are a lot of things a block away and one of them is the goodwill where you can donate whatever mm-hmm. you don't need in your home so you know I can spend a half an hour do something fill the goodwill bag fill the recycle bag fill the garbage bag and then get rid of those three bags and the task is is done for that part right it's not sitting there it's not building up it's not waiting so I feel a sense of accomplishment. I did a shelf. Yeah, and that yeah. will motivate me. Yeah. Well, I keep
1: thinking about that notebook that you lost, and there is. <laughs> Can you come story. here and help me find <laughs> it? Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but I probably would know where to look. In that, I it is my own uh, uh, habit that I do as well. There, I lose things, but. Uh, there are other options other than just doing the smaller steps. I mean, many times we could think about having that additional help come in and do the process for you if that's listed on there. That's another option.
2: And I think that's really a good reminder because often women, mm-hmm. Don't think about either asking for help or getting help. It's not one of their first go to thoughts. Right. So you're absolutely right. I could get a you know, organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, I could even get a friend mm-hmm. to come and help me, let's take everything off the shelf and go through it, because sometimes you can make the decisions a lot easier when someone is just holding it up and saying, keep, throw, recycle. And, um, you know, if you get the right person who isn't sweet and nice to you and and actually says, do you really need 20 old pieces of paper from when you were 15 years old Uh Uh and and help you to move them along.
1: Yes. You know, there's a whole industry that has been created within the last five, ten years, and they are professional organizers. That's what they love to do. And so why not take advantage of those people and bring them into your your house to help you set up the systems so that it makes your life easier? I know I've had to do that. And, you know, periodically she has to come back because my natural inclination is not to stay organized, but to repeat some of the processes that I do all the time. So, you know, creative people do creative things, right?
2: And I love the word that you said, systems, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things that I've not put into place. So yeah. you you clean it and it goes back to where it was in a month or two. Right. Unless you have a new system and really if you're not doing it, you're not going to come up with the system yourself. So you've given right. me a new task to do, which is to find an organizer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I there is so much <laughs> I felt so much better having her come in and organizing years of records. She did that in a snap. I mean, I was amazed how organized I am with all my business files and my personal files now over the last 6 years. And so before they were just here there and everywhere. So um and I felt so much better knowing I can go directly to that piece of paper now. So it's really um, uh, worth doing. So I encourage you, Pat, find that person. Okay. They have to be a lot of them in New York. I'm you know? sure there are. <laughs> so you mentioned the, the, the different areas, health and phys- physical and health, health and wellness was your first one with the gym. Uh, that was a goal under that category, and then also releasing um, the unwanted weight was another one in health and wellness, and your orderly home was that under health and wellness That's
2: that 's under everything of,
1: everything that you wanted to do well, in all of you you create goals in all that I have eight different environments in my coaching programs. Some have six, some have four, uh, but it helps you identify those different areas that you do want to focus on in your life. And they're exactly for what Pat said. Keep you on track and keep you more orderly in identifying what's important to you to create in 2016. So we will be back shortly
3: We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
7: I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with, with Minister Diane Jones Monday night to ten nine Central on Talking This is your chance, ladies, to hear the stories of coping and healing from someone who has been there. Someone, someone who has fought, fought back from the horrors of incest. Mrs. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and, and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually, sexually abused by her, her, her
5: parents. Yet, in spite of this trauma, she has on to become a successful wife, and mother, and registered and nurse, nurse,
7: nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ. I'm, I'm not the, the woman human. I used to be. I'm, I'm free. This is a straight-up this show, show to enlighten you. and to lighten your I'm load. Do not let the look of this world, world. if things it have happened and you control your life. For more of the show, Diane, and her books, the story of me, email her directly from your showcase here I'm talking that. Then, join us for, I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Mr. Dianne Jones.
3: Jones. Monday, Monday
7: nights at 10, 10, 10, 9 central, on Welcome back to this segment, segment of Second Way. Joyce Buford,
0: the creator of Uncover Your Genius, continues this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose fulfillment <laughs> and happiness. Now there's a host, author, of and coach, Joyce, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome back. We are talking with Pat Gross today and we've been talking about core values, sort of a review from her, the radio show that we did in December, 2015. So if you want to review that and then also we use, once we know our values, then we move them into our goals. What do we want to create Now, we also went over the practice of the smart values that to use those as kind of a guide for you, but this is what sometimes happen. And Pat, as a coach, I know you're very familiar. With this, this happens a lot. And we, So we want to identify and talk about it. And it's where we start the year. We're all excited about our goals. Yes, we're going to lose that weight. Yes, we're going to release that weight. Excuse me. And words do make a difference now. So yes, we're going to move on. And yes, we're going to organize the house. And yes, we're going to do all this. And then comes the first month, we've lost our enthusiasm. Because some of those chores that we may be going to address are not what I would consider our gifts. They are, as Pat so beautifully said, organizing her house is not one of her gifts. It's what she would like to do because she has this voice in the back of her head that says, you need to keep a tidy house. And we also know it just is easier to find things. So there's good logic there. But it may not be our strength or what I call our in our genius to do that. She's much more excited about writing a book, right, or writing Absolutely. a program. So what happens when, after the first month, Pat, when you start working with a client and she says, oh, and you say, well, how are you doing with your goals? <laughs> and they say.
2: Well. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because I think many people, most people, start to feel guilty, embarrassed, yes. Yes. and don't, you know, don't want to even admit it, that they're stuck or they're mm-hmm. not excited or they're no longer doing it at all, or in some cases have completely forgotten that goal.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So I think it's great for everyone to know we all go through that. Right. And some of the tools to help bring you back to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, first, one thing is to make sure you actually have those written down and you're looking at them. Right. Because really, it's so easy to forget them. As, as I said, I can remember about writing a program. I, sometimes I don't remember about a neat and orderly home. So the things that fire us up, we're more likely to follow through on. Right. But sometimes those other things need to get done, too.
1: Yeah. I've worked with a coach in coaching me that actually wanted us to read those out loud every once a week. And that's so that you're totally aware and you're reading them so that's appealing to the law of attraction and using the law of attraction to create them and allow them to come into your life. So being that connected with them, putting them up on the wall, on the mirror, the bathroom mirror, someplace where you're going to visibly see what you want to create in 2016 is a very important step,
2: right? Absolutely, and as an educator, I want to always remember that we all Learn differently, so mm-hmm. if you are a more visual person, then yes, you must have it in some form in front of you, whether mm-hmm. it 's a chart, whether it's a picture, however it might be, that will will you know connect with the way that you think and learn.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, some people are happy just to have it written, they don't need that secondary visual representation, mm-hmm. but another thing is to do what I'm starting to do about my clean home. Look at that goal and say to yourself, how can I break it up? And then uh, write that down. So writing out the steps to accomplish the goal. And what I do and what I recommend for my clients is to write it out, keep that, written list someplace of the steps Mm -hmm. that you're going to do and then pick just two or three of them and make those part of your goals, part of what you're looking at each week. Because Mm -hmm. for me, if I look at all those 25, 30, 40 steps,
5: Mm -hmm. I
2: feel overwhelmed. And I think most of my clients do too. So when we break it down and just are committing to one, two or three steps at a time, it's so much easier to get through.
1: Right. Overwhelm is not our friend. No. So we need to realize that when we're feeling that way, it's just saying in our, whoever we are, we've overexceeded what we need to be doing that day. I want to say that when you do realize that, just like after the first month, you realized you weren't doing your goals, just forgive yourself and say, I am human. And, you know, I kind of fell off the the wagon, but I can get right back on it today. You have eight more months to complete and move closer to your goals for 2016. And realizing that there's a lot that tugs on us is very important in realizing you just have to, today... Will be a new start the day is your continuing on towards your goal and and move
2: forward I, right It's so wonderful to remember to be nice to yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and funny that's one of the things that's very beneficial about accountability partner because we tend to be hard on ourselves, and when we're telling our tale. To our accountability partner, one of the things the partner can help us see is, you know, slow down, step, step off of that rage against yourself, and remember right. you are moving forward. Because we yeah. tend to look at what we haven't done rather than what we have done. And oh, you you're know, so right. Yeah. It, and, and it really helps to take that moment. And I think one thing that I do do now. Mm -hmm. To help myself move forward is I sit down on the couch Mm -hmm. and I close my eyes and I just breathe and just let (laughs) myself relax and let it go. Just like you said you do when you did when you were looking at that beach that your daughter's wedding was about to take place. When I was going all over my apartment, not able to find that pad, I finally just sat down, just took a breath and closed my eyes and said, I know I'm going to find it at some point. Yeah, it's it may here be tomorrow. It may be next week. I will find it and it's fine.
1: Have you found it yet?
2: No. But I you know yesterday. it's there. Ask me next week.
1: Will you just refocus on something else that needs to be done? Because there are usually more than one, but and that will come,
2: right? Yes. There's always more than one task that needs to be done. And I think that's another thing to look at about our goals. I have wonderful goals, but when I'm planning them out and thinking about them, I'm forgetting that I have a husband who's going to come up with all kinds of tasks that he needs yeah. done. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have a business and I have a business partner and I, you know, I have other family and I have other demands and I have this organization I'm a part. And all of those things take your time and attention.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: so you know that's why we have to be kind to ourselves and remember we're moving forward maybe it's slower than we want but we're moving yeah well as
1: you know Pat moving forward um, is a surprise to me in many ways that it takes longer than you think you know I'm such an optimist and I think oh I'll be there soon And it just takes you a little bit longer than maybe you think it's going to take you. And uh, so that's where I usually rely on you, just to bring me back to my center and say, okay, breathe, and and know it's going to happen. It may not happen on your time schedule, but it's going to happen.
2: Well, but let's remember that one of the things is that you're picking goals that are big goals, and they're exciting, and they're interesting, and they take energy and time and courage to reach. And let's not also forget that without goals, you wouldn't be on this path and I wouldn't be on my path. Because without goals, you get up every day and you say, huh, nice weather, what do I do today? (laughs) And it takes half the day to figure out what you're going to do. I have
1: been there, Pat.
2: (laughs) We've all been there
1: it's not a good feeling,
2: no, but that's why we know the value of the goals because it really does propel you forward,
1: yeah, yeah, you know i uh this, I'm ashamed to say this, but I was really so surprised when I started doing this, maybe ten years ago that uh and at that time, I was a stay at home mom, and I thought, why would I do goals?" Isn't that crazy that I had that thought? It's like I always related that to business. I didn't relate it to life.
2: Well, <laughs> most people have not been brought up and educated in school or educated in, in any way as they get older on the value of goals. Most people do mm-hmm. not live with goals. So the information you're providing Joyce to all of your listeners is worth you know, millions. <laughs> Because you are setting them on the path to their own happiness and success. Yeah.
1: Well, Pat, that brings us, that's a wonderful way to conclude our show today because we both are called to do this work in coaching and helping people progress and achieve the lives that they really want to live so that when they go to the, their glory and then they look back and they go oh this trip was worth it i enjoyed it i had a great time and no matter when that trip starts maybe it starts in your later years it can be a great journey so thank you pat for being with us today as thank you. always it's a thrill just to explain and chat and and share What we have developed over our years through accountability, through studying, through working toward and having goals and values that we honor in our daily lives. So I encourage you to listen to this, to share it with friends and come back next week for another great show. Have a great week. George's George
7: to the 226 system. data, system. for another the television television shows shows system system. win the system, system, when the of returns, your transition, can are and you can be able to do Every season, is
5: needed to have F-9. You can find how now on your other services